Hello and welcome to BizNation, your home for micro and small business help. Join us as we unpack all the pain points in starting or running your small business. If you're looking for support in business, join us on Facebook, Micro and Small Business Support Group. Your host, Kerry Zab, brings you discussions, interviews and many hints and tips to get you all set in your business. So sit back and enjoy as we launch into today's episode. Which is actually kind of like really exciting for a business owner, but actually as a consumer, it's almost scary. Because- yeah, yeah, it is. Like it's, it's look, you know, um, the, uh, uh, what was that? The social dilemma um, yeah. has been getting a lot of press um, lately as well. And, and look, I, I get it as, as consumers, um, you know, wondering where our data is out there um, is certainly a, a concern. Um, and I, I highly recommend people to, you know, even as a marketer and of course, you know, for businesses and clients out there, of course we'd be able, we want to be able to, you know, show you ads at the right time and in the right place and in the right context. But, you know, it means that advertisers have got to be smarter and it means that, you know, when they put ads out there that they've, they've got to be relevant. They've got to be even more relevant. They've got to speak to those people because not only are they now, you know, determining whether or not they want to consume that ad, they're consume they're, they're determining whether or not you can have that data to be able to show that ad as well. So it means that we've got to be a lot smarter when it comes to Facebook advertising. Um, but also from the advertisers perspective, we can be responsible advertisers as well. Um, both from the way that we use data, the way that we share data, um, you know, those data custom audiences. Yes. I'm sure a lot of people were like, wow, this is an amazing experience. Please don't upload people's data that haven't given you permission to do so because if you go to, as, as a consumer, you can go to your Facebook profile now, you can go to the settings and privacy and you can see who has uploaded your information to a data custom audience. Um, it's a really interesting exercise to see who has abused their power <laughs> as, as an advertiser because you, your data is in, in a lot of different databases that have been shared across different brands and has been uploaded because of that. So as advertisers, be responsible, um, you know, respect people's privacy and also you know not only do you need to abide by um, facebook policy which can dictate what you can and can't say but you also have a a a role to play in making sure that what you are advertising is quality product that you're saying the right thing with the right message um in there as well because you know at the end of the day i'm sure not too many businesses listen to the podcast have you know a, um, a poor quality product but you know you really need to understand that what you're doing as an advertiser is also impacting every other advertiser out there as well. So um, you're playing your role as part of the whole ecosystem and the better quality ads we can show people, um, the better quality results the rest of the advertisers will get, including yourself. Yeah, perfect. hundred percent. I just want to go back to the Facebook pixel for a moment. Mm. What about those businesses that go like they are just four square against advertising? Like at this point in time, they're going, I don't have the budget for it. I've got no intention of running those ads. What do you recommend for those types of businesses? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not running, not wanting to run ads out to, to a broad audience at the moment, look, whether we like it um, or not, there is a, a lot of attention um, in the social media space. Um, it's, it's, from an organic posting perspective, so day-to-day posting on your Facebook um, and Instagram profiles, 
getting harder to get organic reach. Um, it takes a lot more work, takes a lot more time. So you've got sort of two pathways you can go down. You can take time and if you're patient enough and you want to persist with the organic route, absolutely. The like organic reach is still there for the people that are willing to do the time and the effort, put the time and the effort into it. Mm -hmm. But if you've got something that you want to get out to people that's either urgent or you think is unvaluable, um, it might be something that is relevant to, uh, to say people in the lead up to Christmas, um, for instance. And rather than going out to those cold audiences, you can use those custom audiences and, and the warm audiences we call them um, generated by the Facebook pixel. The best thing about them is that there's not as many of them, which means you don't need to pay as much, yeah. which also um, you don't need to pay as much, not only because it's smaller, but also because Facebook realize that uh, that, that person that you want to show the ad to has had an interaction with their brand. So when, you know, you're looking when they're comparing to advertisers between who gets shown first and it's, it comes down to an auction, right? Yeah. But it's not all monetary based. So you can have, you know, a massive brand that has a hundred times the budget you've got. Uh, but if Facebook says, well, this person's in this custom audience for this advertiser and yes, this person wants to pay more to target them, but actually this is going to deliver the better user experience for the user. So we're going to show the small business first. Wow. Um, which means that you know you can put a highly targeted ad in front of a highly engaged audience that's been to your website, sussed out who you are, has some information, has some background. And so when you do want to promote something and be more salesy in your message, um, you can afford to in those kind of ads. Um, you know, there's always got to be a point in some ad where, and sometimes in the ad where you've got to say, you know, all right, it's time to actually take action. Like it's time to buy. Yeah. Um, that message is completely out of context to the audiences that have never heard of you before, which is often what people do. They take that come and buy, come and look at us, look at me and they go and target it to a completely cold audience that has no idea who you are, what you do and why you exist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The people that have been through to your website are already there. They're past that step. So the end message there is even if you right now you don't have a plan to advertise, still install the Facebook pixel because it's going to potentially bring you value later. No one's got the crystal ball. Yeah. So if, you, if you want that data for later, put it in now. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't have it installed, Facebook isn't tracking that information from you. Yeah. So you will start from zero. Um, so yeah, it's a great point. Whether you plan on advertising tomorrow, next month, next year, yeah. without it, it's going to make your job harder. Yeah. And Facebook are always looking at the people that are going through to your website, right? Yeah. So it's not only helping, you know, will help you as an advertiser down the track. It's also helping your organic reach because Facebook are learning about the type of people that and what your brand and your business is about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the next question I've got for you, Dan, is how do businesses know when their Facebook or Instagram ads are working? And the reason I ask this question is I've not long done an episode on social media tracking and mm. I, I love tracking the numbers, but like from you to, to the listeners, how do we know? Yeah, well, there's, there's a few things. So firstly, when I mentioned the, um, the ads manager um, beforehand, the ads manager is, is quite transparent if you know how to get in there and which numbers to look at. Um, so before you sort of understand which numbers you want to look at, you need to understand your numbers because um, you need, you need to back, work back from there. So I often say, you know, when people say, how much should I spend on advertisements? Right. And it's, it's either the first or the last question that people ask. Um, 
And I often say, well, how much do you want to make? Because, you know, I can pull a number out of, out of thin air and say, this is how much you need to spend. Right. Um, But the information that you need to know are things like, well, how much, um, how much do I need to make? And maybe it's, it might not be a dollar value, but it might be amount of leads, Mm -hmm. for instance, confirm business that you've got. And, you know, for businesses that do sell product online, um, you, you may have purchases um, and checkouts that are $30 and some checkouts that are $300. So you need to find that happy medium. What's the average order value basically um, from there? So you take that final dollar value and what would be a goal from Facebook ads and you divide that by however many um, uh, sales you need to make or if it's a leads is how many leads I want to make and this is what it's worth to me. Um, from, uh, from there, then you need to go, well, how many people do we convert um, from browsers to leads? So when people go through to your website, how many of them fill out the contact form or the lead form or the info form? How many of them actually buy the product? Because that conversion rate is one of the biggest numbers that will dictate how much you need to spend and also the results that you're going to get. So, you know, if, five out of, or let, let's just make my math easier. Let's say one out of every hundred people purchase yep. at 1%, then you've got to get a hundred people through to your website to get that one final lead or that one purchase. Yep. And so that final purchase, once you take out, you know, your overheads, um, your, your cost of service or your cost of product. Um, and you've got that margin, how much of that margin are you willing to give up? Mm-hmm. And then, Whatever that total is, you divide it by however many people you need to get through to your website or your landing page to actually make that conversion. And that gives you an idea is to say, all right, well, I can drive uh, if I, if I want to get a hundred people through to my website and um, again, to make my mass easier, let's say I've got a hundred dollars to spend um, to get those hundred people there. Then I can afford to pay $1 per click to get them through to the website. So then at least I can see numbers working back from there. So in ads manager, you can set it up as transparent as possible. And, you know, when we set up reporting dashboards, we, the first two numbers we have when we, we mainly work with either e-commerce businesses or businesses that have some sort of, they need to have an online conversion. Mm -hmm. Um, But the first two numbers will be how much have they spent and how much have we earned? Yep. Right. They're the two, they're the two big numbers. <laughs> okay. Um, and then from there we break down some other things. All right. You know, how much, um, what's the return on ad spend. So for every dollar that we've spent, how much have we made from there? And obviously that needs to be a dollar or more. We don't want to be losing money on that, but we might need to achieve a certain return on ad spend to also make sure that the business is making money you know, cause they've got to pay for the ad. They've got to pay for our fees to implement it. They've got to pay for the cost of goods, all those types of things. So understanding what that final number will be. And then if let's say your, um, your ads are going really well or, you know, heaven forbid they're going really badly. So you need to understand how to troubleshoot those. So reason why I spoke about those numbers before is being able to see, well, how much is it costing us to get people through to the website? Um, what's the click through rate? How many people are actually interested um, in, in clicking through. And if there's a high click through rate and you've got a lot of clicks, but not a lot of conversions, sometimes is that a disconnect between the ad and what you're saying on your website? A lot of people think that the ad is the be all and end all of a successful ad campaign. 
it's actually only 20% of the work. It's that 80, 20 rule where 80% of the actual effort is reliant on what happens after they click on the ad. Yeah. And it's becoming more and more important every day, um, particularly in a period, let's say for the last quarter of the year, where there's a lot more attention on the online and e-commerce um, platforms. Um, there's a lot more money in the ecosystem and people looking for solutions. But if your post click experience isn't up to scratch, it's going to be someone else that's got it better than you. And they're the people that's um, the business that your potential customers are going to go over to because it's an easier purchasing experience. It's more um, clear. They can get more clarity on what it is that they're purchasing, how it's going to help them, what happens after the purchase, all of those things that consumers ask in their mind that stop them before whether or not they actually hit the order button. Mm -hmm. All of those things you need to answer in that experience. Yeah. If you don't, there'll be someone else that will. Definitely. Yep. And I'm going to change the pace now mm. because I like the, the listeners don't know. And obviously from the intro, but we want to start diving into the other aspect that, that you cover really, really well, which is the Facebook chatbot and chatbot yeah. in general. So yeah. So chatbots are a, a really interesting topic. Um, and obviously a really big passion of mine with the podcast and stuff like that, but um, I'm building more and more chatbots now. And in fact, majority of our, our clients um, we've uh, sort of evolved from a Facebook and Instagram advertising space um, offering that service to now either um, plugging in to make sure that there's a chatbot connected with that or just going chatbot on its own um, mm. and just building that for, for clients as well. So a chatbot is basically an automated conversation that happens between the uh, generally the Facebook page, so your Facebook business page and the user. Mm -hmm. um, in their messenger app or, um, uh, the messenger desktop, um, version as well. Um, when users go to open up that conversation, uh, you can have any different variety of messages set up to reply to them. And you can go really far down the rabbit hole on the amount of po possibilities with it. But, um, what happens once they start to interact with those messages that they, um, everything in the messenger chatbot is tracked, everything is automated, mm -hmm. that then you can determine what happens after that conversation. So, you know, at the, at the bare minimum level, you can just have, you know, a reply that just sends to them once they type a message, for instance, to say, Hey, thanks for your message. We'll get one of our team um, to jump on and help you as soon as they can. Yeah. Um, down to doing things like generating leads and generating sales by collecting email addresses, phone mm -hmm. numbers. And then the beauty of the chatbot system is that you can send that data off to other platforms. So if you've got your email or your CRM system, or um, you can send your email over there, you can send your phone number to um, your sales team. You can save the phone number to then be able to do things like SMS marketing, which um, is now all through the um the one platform so to build these chatbots or to build the slightly more advanced version outside of um the facebook system we use a platform called many chat which is the number one chatbot building platform um around the world um many chat has inbuilt the ability to message people via messenger message them via sms and they've also integrated email now as well so um you can have a full contact crm system uh, across all of these different platforms in there now um it started with Facebook and, and look, this has been sort of, sort of came to um, a lot of people were interested in chatbots and the chat marketing space, 2017, 2018, a lot of people were using them 
Um, it was only a matter of time before Facebook started to lock down some of the technology because they didn't want it to become a spammy space like email, um, uh, like some other platforms that have been abused by whether we like to think it or not, but by people like us, like marketers um, that kind of ruin things. Uh, so we, um, Facebook started to lock it down a little bit and fair enough. Again, they're a business at the end of the day and it also helps the chat marketers that are wanting to build that ongoing relationship with people via these platforms. So one of the rules I introduced was that um, you have a 24 hour window to interact with people. So people message your page or they can, enter your inbox, by the way, from anywhere around the web. You can have an email, you can have a, a link, um, a URL link from a blog post, from an email. Um, you can uh, have a Facebook ad. Um, you can even reply automatically to comments on your Facebook post or your Facebook ads as well. You can have live chat on your website, pop-ups, all different things. Um, and they're redirected to the messenger space to start off with. Now you can have that conversation with them and that conversation often expedites what businesses um, want to say to um, their customers in a, in a much faster fashion and a, a, a much faster um, method and a, uh, a much more effective method as well. So by answering questions, by overcoming barriers that sometimes might take days or weeks for those users, you can answer then and there in that platform. Wow. Um, and from there, from 2017, 2018, when they started to, um, uh, to grow, sorry, I'll, actually I better finish off the 24 hour rule um, policy uh, side of things. So from there, once they have that conversation, um, you've got 24 hours to message them as many times as you like, obviously within reason. Um, uh, and you can send them promotional messages. Uh, you can send them whatever you would like and they can interact with you as much as they like. Outside of that 24 hour window, basically it cuts off. Facebook says you've got to have a couple of reasons to be able to message these people. Um, uh, they're, they're pretty basic and they're pretty bland. One of them is um, things like if they've purchased a product on your store, um, you can send things like shipping updates and order notifications that are just related to that order. It can't be like, hey, your order's on the way, leave us a review. Um, yeah. It just needs to be exactly what um, that, that purchase was about. Um, and they're not relevant for a lot of different businesses out there. So that means that we need to come up with a couple of other ways to be able to bring people back into the messenger space. Now, Facebook introduced um, uh, a thing called the one-time notification, which is a little token, basically, um, that the user has to explicitly agree to say, yes, you can send me a message um, outside of the, you don't say outside of the 24 hours, but down the track. Yeah. And that may be a day, two days, it may be a month, it may be a year. Um, if you, you want to try and gather as many of those as possible and you can use things like, you know, get notified when we next go on sale or our next discount or the doors open to our course or we're launching this or we have that available. Yeah. Um, wait lists, all that kind of stuff that they say, yep, notify me. Then down the track, you can send a notification um, via messenger to those people using a one-time notification anyone that's agreed to it um, by gathering those um, and having uh, the, the ability to send those people. That's where we start to see the power of the Facebook messenger space come into its own because um, when we're comparing often it gets compared with email marketing and they are quite similar, mm. right? In concept, slightly different mediums and channels, obviously, but when we're looking at sending a broadcast email to 
uh, an email list and a broadcast message to people that have say agreed to the one-time notification. Um, when we're comparing things like open rates on average, you get probably about 30% for email, I think is about average open rate these days, depending on the industry. Um, and the click through rates are generally, I don't know, about 10%, sometimes less than 10%. Um, I don't know too much, but again, depending on industry, well, the click through rates and the open rates for messenger open rates, because, um, it's still a relatively new space. People don't like unread messages on their phones. So you'll get often 90% plus open rates of people reading the messages. And then obviously because it's a targeted message, they've opted in and they've given you permission mm -hmm. to send them that message. So it's relevant to them. Um, unlike the, um, spam emails that you get in your inbox that are irrelevant. Um, so that often means that the click through rates are minimum 30%, often higher, depending on the message, depending on the urgency of it as well. We've seen upwards of 50% click through rates for people to be able to find out more information. Um, the, the space is growing at a really incredibly fast pace. Um, the next frontier that, uh, you may have noticed as a user recently that if you logged on to um, Facebook Messenger on um, the desktop or even I've noticed now that the app um, on my phone has now changed color and it's that bluey purple color, which yep. is quite similar to the Instagram yeah. um, icon as well. So you can be sure as hell that soon those apps will start to merge from a messages perspective. So you can open up the Messenger app and you can reply to your Facebook friends and you can reply via direct message um, on Instagram as well. And you can have both of those messages in one space. The last little step, which is starting to be opened in the last quarter of this year and will be a big focus in 2021 is the other big beast that Facebook purchased a few years ago. And that's WhatsApp. Um, yeah. so they, they own two of the largest, two of the four largest messaging apps in the world in messenger, which now has over 2 billion users. Um, WhatsApp at last count, I think had about 600 million, um, but is obviously much larger around um, some other countries, particularly Southeast Asia um, uh, in a lot of European countries as well. SMS isn't a thing. Yeah. It's, it's WhatsApp or nothing. Yeah. Um, and so these automated conversations that I've been talking about that are happening in the messenger space are now going to be happening in Instagram. They're going to be happening in WhatsApp. Um, they've opened up a little bit in the SMS side of things as well. So you can have a not as advanced conversation, but you can still have a semi-automated conversation in the SMS space as well. Yeah. Thing is that you pay for every one of those messages. Yeah. So that's why we try to get them into the messenger space where we can contact them for free as soon as we can. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's grown exponentially and offers a great opportunity for businesses out there that whether you like it or not, your customers are having conversations there. In fact, 2020 was the first year mm -hmm. that um, more people were using mobile messaging apps. So Messenger, WhatsApp, Instagram Direct, Snapchat messages, not SMS, doesn't include SMS. So it's just mobile messaging apps yeah. using those apps more than they are the native social media apps. Wow. So the Instagram app, the Facebook app. Wow. They're spending more time in there. And I think it's actually been even accentuated even more with everything that's happening and people being in contact and reaching out to a lot more people um, in the current environment. Uh, and it's going to continue to grow. Yeah. So often what we find that consumer behavior from personal and friends and family, 
will then start to be reflected in how people expect to communicate with businesses and with brands out there as well. Um, And I'm sure as businesses, you may have noticed an uptick gradually over time of people sending you messages. Also, one thing I know that if Facebook want to get their users to use something, they will sure as hell do all they can to drive people to use that space. And, you know, 2018, Zuckerberg came out and said the future of social is private. You know, obviously there was a little bit of other stuff happening um, uh, in the space at the time, but that was one of his things that he wanted to make it more of a private space. Uh, That's why they went and purchased WhatsApp. WhatsApp's fully encrypted messaging space. Facebook can't target you based on all the messages that you send in there. Um, They're not listening to your conversations, all that kind of stuff. Um, So Facebook know that this is a space that, people are going to be spending more time in and they are spending a lot of money on the infrastructure um, and all of the new elements that they're starting to roll out. You'll gradually notice that there is a, um, there is a messenger element to it or the, or the little rooms element to it kind of, and you know, they even um, went to the effort of releasing a zoom competitor Mm. um, about a month or two after um, the pandemic broke out as well. So that's a space that they're going to be playing more in. And that's where as businesses, we need to understand that this is where a future of a lot of our communications and getting in touch with people is going to be. Yeah, definitely. And honestly, Dan, I think we could talk about it all day. Like it's a massive space. It's a massive topic. And I think you've got a lot of value to bring to the table for the listeners as well. So that's really awesome. Mm. Um, A question that I ask all of my guests is a positive takeaway from you for COVID? Um, I think it's been, look, I've, I've been quite lucky to chat to a lot of um, different businesses out there that have been, um, have been doing it tough or been able to offer them some help um, basically and, and, and having um, some sessions with them. And I think probably the positive um, takeout for me in, in what's been obviously a really tough period for small businesses out there is the, um, the speed and the change uh, and the rate at which people are changing in their business and they are adopting more online more of the online space. Um, and it has forced some people to, you know, that have been drag kicking and screaming um, to adopt it, but it's actually really helped their business in the long term and will help their business in the long term. And they're like, wow, this is, I should have done, you know, every, every online business um, that's the succeed is like, I should have done this earlier. Right. Um, and I think the positive for me is that the people that have taken it up and have put the effort into it have reaped the rewards already and will, I think will really understand the effort and the rewards for the effort they've put in the last few months, um, for the remainder of this year and into the next year as well, because the people that have stood out are the businesses and brands that, you know, have understood their customers, has spoken to them on a personal level, have been empathetic, haven't tried to oversell um, without it being a, you know, a spammy message. Um, They've been quality and delivered that value over the months that what's going to stand the test of time is who has actually stood out during these last few months and being able to help some of those businesses in clarify that message a little bit, um, put it in a, in a manner that, is empathetic to the users out there, but also understanding what they're going through um, Mm -hmm. and being able to communicate that, you know, this is where we're here. This is what we stand for. And this is how we can help. Um, I think it's probably been, you know, one of the more 
rewarding periods of, um, for my business, um, you know, with all the, uh, with all the negative, there's certainly been some, some really positive elements, um, to come out of it. And so, yeah, the hope is that obviously it, it continues and that, that people, um, understand that this is, this is a way forward yeah. to be that, um, that business that is willing to understand their customers on more of an emotional level because yeah. there's enough businesses out there vying for their attention. Um, but customers want connection yeah. and, and we're just human beings. We're not a number on a spreadsheet. No. Um, <laughs> we are, we are actual people. And so we want to be spoken to like actual people and we want to be understood um, so understanding that and, and getting that right in, in your head and the people that have got that right in their head have, have seen that, um, yeah. the rewards coming over the last few months. And I haven't spoken to a single business owner that's made digital changes or online changes that's sitting there going, I'm going back as soon as I can, I'm shutting it yeah. down. Yeah. No, none of them. None yeah. Of them. yeah. 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 It's all right. Like I was, I was just, um, uh, on a call before, um, this and, and with a, guy that does marketing for restaurants and hospitality space and Mm -hmm. i said like what do you expect you expect businesses that have been doing the you know prepared at home meal service um do you expect them to continue to do that once the doors open and he's like no it'll probably be 50 50 for a while now um like you know regardless of people may take some uh, take a little bit longer to come out um at the same time they're like it's it's an easy um high high profit margin um route that they can go down that can help people that don't have to be you know in physically in the business as well and you know being able to to offer both of those and it's for particularly in hospitality space it's not a great deal much more work from from the um produce perspective and making it because they're already doing it for people in there um the hardest part is the logistics actually getting the food from from the venue to the people um but yeah that's that that's a digital marketing issue and that can be solved with digital and it's a hell of a lot easier to solve um than having to worry about the in kitchen element which i think businesses once you know especially those ones that they're like yeah, it's it's something that allows us to rather than be a one to one in the kitchen, it's one to many um, of people all around around Melbourne, for instance. Definitely, definitely. Awesome, thank you, Dan. Now, <laughs> where can we find you? Um, a couple of places. So, uh, the Chat Marketing Podcast. Um, if you want to go down the rabbit hole of chatbots, it's um, a podcast where I interview um, uh, different professionals that build chatbots all around the world. Um, we do a little bit on you know the ins and outs of what they actually do um as well as just the people that actually build them as well and why they got into the space what motivated them why they are business owners they're just like you and me the regular people that now build these amazing chatbots for clients all around the world um and then if you're uh, interested just in some facebook resources um whether it be messenger advertising space as well organic digital so o-r-g-a-n-i-k digital.com.au um and you can head to the website there um you can even uh or you can head to my facebook page or organic digital and chat with me on the chat bot um <laughs> if you want to give that a test run uh as well um yeah they're probably the the main places to find me 
great. I'm going to pop all of that in the show notes and obviously a few other reference points from today's episode for the listeners as well. So you'll be able to find all of that really quickly. Thank you so much for coming on to the show, Dan. It's been a pleasure and a bit of a giggle and, and a bit of a mind-blowing episode as well. So Lots of fun. Yeah, definitely. Thanks so much and, and you take care and we'll, we'll chat again real soon. Pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast, your home for small business help. If you're looking for support in business, join us on Facebook, Micro and Small Business Support Group. You can find the link on our website, biznation.com.au. Tune in to future episodes for more discussions, interviews and many hints and tips to get you all set in your business. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.